brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, November 29th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Aaron with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning. Gremlins were after our system again overnight. Yes, again. We apologize Uh, that we were off the air this morning, but we got back on just in time to uh, pray the rosary with Archbishop Sample. We're back at uh, it. Thank you so very much for your patience and prayers. We're going to need it. But I think today is the day we're going to get down to the bottom of it. There are lots of different possibilities that could go wrong when we go off the air. And so we've just been (laughs) kind of, you know, canceling this one out, ruling this one out. And now we think we've got it focused. So, yeah, thanks for joining us, though, this morning. And uh, thank you for our listeners for tuning in. All right, Aaron. So back out in my car again today. It's cold. Yeah. Now I'm I don't want to call myself a princess about this, but I appreciated the years that my car was in the garage because of the influx of people living in my yeah. house. And since I'm the first one to leave, I have to park my car outside oh, now. Bless your heart. So there's a lot I of care. ice on oh, my Oh, you windshield. had some frost this morning. Okay. Yeah, not that much. It was definitely more uh, over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Sure. For sure. Sunday, I had a lot. And yeah. so my dad said, you know, if you have an old credit card, those work really well because they're just really kind of thin and it, it'll just kind of get under there and scrape it. And I went, well, <laughs> I don't believe I have a credit card in my wallet that is not a necessary one. <laughs> uh I'm going to leave that to the good deacon, but you can't just get a regular ice scraper? Well, I'm going to have to, but again, I'm not putting myself in the princess category. I believe that those types of things should show up for me to have to use. So (laughs) I guess my thing, what I'm getting at is- Maybe you leave that to the good deacon as well, huh? Or (laughs) the good St. Nicholas to please bring me an ice scraper for my stocking. It's already hanging up on my mantle. So, which leads me to my next project though. You got all the Christmas decorations up. So what's next? So, well, I I was cold again this morning. And so I had to stop in. I went to a coffee shop this morning. Okay. And I had to get something sweet. Uh Because that is always what makes me feel better (laughs) for some reason. And if there is something that says lemon in the title... Lemon that is always going. That is always my go-to. So it's a cup of coffee and a little piece of lemon. Oh, cake. lemon cake, nice. Okay, yeah. Okay, gotcha. so do you have what when you are going for something sweet to go along with your coffee? Mm. What is that thing? I'm a sucker for chocolate chip cookie. A chocolate chip cookie with with your coffee. Yeah. Okay, and does that work in the morning hours too? Absolutely. <laughs> I I, uh, I literally actually have a. I just had a vivid memory of some friends. Uh, I had some good family friends back in Texas, and we would always jet out. They had a house out on a lake, and every summer we, it was like one of the things. All the friends would get together with this family, and they'd host, you know, fifteen rowdy teenagers out at their lake house. But I vividly remember getting up in the morning, and it was like me and literally the dad of that household were the two who like woke up with the sun, and we would get out, and it was literally like a cup of coffee, and they would always have this huge spread of food. And one of the things they would do, like one of the moms would bake a boat, boatload of chocolate chip cookies. And so literally we would sit out on the porch and drink our hot coffee and 
chocolate chip cookie and, and like the lake is smooth as glass. It's quiet. Like maybe there's the one crew of people out there, like the early morning water skiers. Mm-hmm. And that was just like the vivid. I just had a vivid flashback to that. So sitting on the front porch, drinking a coffee. Eating chocolate, chocolate cookie. chip cookies. Yeah. I, I, there's not ever been a chocolate chip cookie that I met that wasn't my best friend. Right? Also. See, I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. Who, who, who wants to turn one of those down? I saw a great tip on a uh, one of these reels or whatever to to make your chocolate chip cookies round because sometimes they come out and they look like kind of little funny blobs sure, sometimes yeah. is if you get a large glass that's a sl- you know larger than the size of the cookie itself when they're still warm if you put that glass over your cookie and then just kind of roll it around on the cookie tray that glass just kind of smooths all the em- the edges out oh, okay and now you have perfectly right when round. you're taking them out of the oven yeah after you okay. take them out of the oven they're still warm Okay, and and I cook on the um one of those silicone sheets because right. th- things never stick yeah. and they brown so beautifully on the bottom. So I just kind of put the cup over it, roll it around a couple mm. of times, and it just smooths out the edges. So I have perfectly round cookies every time. Well, so uh, let next time you're making chocolate cookies, you let me know. <laughs> and unless they're in the shape of maybe a Christmas tree, my mom loves to make Christmas cookies <laughs> this time of year. Yeah, it's only going to work what for shape the round. They are. I'll, I'll help you out with that. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Well, let's get today's show. There's a lot of news to get to. What do you have coming up? Uh, well, today is the feast of a saint you may not have heard of, and I'm going to butcher his name, but it's Saturninus, and there is a second N in there. I had to double check it, so it's like Saturninus. So we're going okay. to talk about him. I'm going to practice uh, that too. Saturninus. Uh, but uh, we got some new stats on uh, births since the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So oh. there's a new study out about that. And um, what else we got? The the Novena to the Immaculate Conception starts today. So get ready, kids. All right. I'll be ready for that one yeah. too. Uh, I'm going to get my down, uh, Hail Mary Media app ready to go, go. because that's going to be my best friend this Advent that's season. It. And on TV, he may pretend to be Jesus, but in real life, Jonathan Rumi is giving to those in need the way Christ would expect us to. I'll have that story for you as well. We're going to start things today with Audrey Assad and Deliverer. And you are listening to The Morning Blend with Brenda and Aaron right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Audrey Assad and Deliverer. It's 7-11 right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, coming up, we're going to talk with CYO. They've got a new program starting, and you basketball fans are going to want to stick around and check it out. That's after your forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. That you would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship. A place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. What's the best way to stay on top of things in our local Catholic community? Monterey Radio's Hail Mary Media app is the perfect way to connect directly into all the exciting fall activities. And you can jump right into the middle of it all like a big pile of leaves. Simply search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MontereyRadio.com and follow the instructions. In just minutes, you'll be accessing our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Plus, set a customized schedule of your own prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio and download podcasts of all our original programming, including shows you won't find on the radio. Plus, you'll discover our Catholic lifestyle features, news, sports, fun fall festivities on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Get plugged directly into your local Catholic community with the Hail Mary Media app from Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 714 right here at Mater Day Radio. Cool again this morning, but uh, sun breaks and clouds will gather throughout the day in a high of 46 degrees. Cold again tonight, down to about 36, but the rain will start early on your Thursday morning, sometime in the in the wee early hours, 3 to 4 a.m. And it looks like the rain will continue all the way through your Thursday, your Friday, your Saturday, and your Sunday. Oh. So. (laughs) A little water for you, huh? Yeah. It's back. Okay. Uh, I'll like that because I won't have to go out and scrape ice off my windshield then if it's raining. Yeah. Always the bright side. 
<laughs> Currently, it is still a very chilly 30 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And it is 34 degrees at St. Brigida Catholic Church here in Portland. It's Faith in Action. Time to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization. Well, joining us this morning to talk about programs, they are always looking for the next great thing they are going to be able to do. CYO is starting up high school basketball. And joining us this morning is the CYO Director of Basketball and Volleyball, Aaron Cahill. Good morning, Aaron. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me again. Well, this is so exciting. High school basketball. Is this the first season that this is going to be going on? No, we've had high school basketball for many, many seasons. It's a great opportunity for anybody out there that wants to continue their CYO experience um, after entering high school or anybody who really attends any high school that just wants to stay on the court and have some fun with friends. Wow, that is really exciting. I'm not familiar with it. I think so many times people realize that once they either go to one of our great uh, local Catholic high schools or uh, a public high school that they join those athletic programs. So kind of tell our listeners a little bit about how a team can join the CYO program. Yeah, so this is a great opportunity. You know, high school tryouts just took place a little while ago, and unfortunately, there are so many great athletes out there and not enough spots on teams. So not everybody was able to make the high school team that they wanted. So this is a wonderful opportunity for everybody to keep their skills up, but really just stay on the court and have some fun with friends. And basically what people do is they they round up a bunch of, of friends, either from the same school, different schools, and say, hey, let's play some basketball on Sundays. And then we have a wonderful adult um, over the age of 21 who says, okay, I'll go and I'll be your coach and be there at these games on Sundays. And then they hop on the court and we, we do a regular season. Uh, first game is middle of December, goes all the way through the end of February with a big end of the year um, tournament if they want to participate at the end of February. Aaron, for those teams that are looking to join in, are they uh, co-ed teams and, and are they grouped up by their grade level. Yeah, so these are, um, they're not co-ed. We have a boys league and a girls league. They'll be ninth and 10th grade together and 11th and 12th grade together. So if you have some friends, registration, we're, we're registering all the teams now. Um, if you have friends and you want to form your own team, that's the best way to, to get a spot in the league. But if you're a player who's looking for a team, you know, some of these teams just need that one or two more players to kind of round off their team help out when someone's sick, um, definitely reach out as well, and we can do our best to find you a team to join. Aaron Cahill is joining us this morning. Aaron's the CYO Director of Basketball and Volleyball, joining us today to talk about how to get your high schooler in a CYO basketball team. So if there's somebody listening out there, you know, there's many reasons why a a student would not join a local high school team, but they don't exactly have a group or parish that they are close with. How can they go about maybe finding a team that they can join? So the best way is to go on our website, which is www.cyocamphoward.org. Go to the CYO sports section and there's a basketball tab for high school. Just go ahead and register your player and there's a section on the registration form that says that you're looking for a team. And I have a special section on my end where I can reach out to coaches 
and see where we can help you hopefully find a team to join. But that's the best way to communicate with me and let me know what school you go to, how old you are, and kind of what area you live in so I can try to help you find the best place for you. So, Aaron, these teams get formed. They begin practicing. You said the first game is scheduled for the middle of December. So is this the same situation with other CYO sports in that they play each other? Or is this kind of more aligned with club sports where they kind of go out and across different areas? No, our whole league is put together within CYO. So they will all play other CYO schools and clubs. So everybody in the ninth and 10th grade league will all be with CYO and they will all play each other. And same with the 11th and 12th grade. Oh, I, that's just fabulous. Just from my own experience, uh, I had my son. He played CYO basketball his eighth grade year. It was so much fun. And the parents' support was just incredible, just really rooting everybody on. It's really part uh, a main part of what C- CYO is, is that – It's parent support. The coaches are volunteers. And it's a great way to continue that inspiration that CYO has for our faith that encourages not only strong athletes, but strong, faithful young people, too. I I completely agree with you. And what's great about it is, you know, our, our big CYO philosophy is that everyone is welcome. There's no cuts. There's no tryouts. Anyone who wants to play, whether it's your first year or your eighth year, everybody gets to play. And, you know, that's one of the the big things with CYO is the welcoming environment, making sure everyone's included, not just on the team, but on the court. And everybody has their minimum playing time, um, make it fair play and just go out there and have a really positive experience. Uh, I can just remember that very first game my son played. Now, he didn't start basketball until his eighth grade year. And I tell you what, their sole goal during that first game he played was to make sure my son he got a basket, and they were just so excited and encouraging. It just makes parents feel really good to know that, well, the team supports their kids no matter what their skill level is. So, again, Aaron, before we go, remind our listeners about uh, where they can find out more information about the high school program. Of course. You're just going to go to our website, which is www.cyocamphoward.org. And you'll see at the top, there's a CYO sports section. Just click that button, find basketball with high school basketball, and registration is open now. So we'd love to have you join us. Oh, fantastic. And then uh, do they know where they are going to be practicing? Is that set up or does a team have to find a facility where they're going to be practicing before, you know, during the weeks before games? Yeah, that's an excellent question. So when it comes to practice time, All of the teams are going to organize their own practice locations and times because everybody lives so far away from each other. But all of the games during the regular season will be played. Um, We have an opening game at University of Portland. Most of our regular season games will be at the Hoop. And then our championships will be at Jesuit High School. So we're very appreciative for all these locations opening up their gyms for our league as well. Wow. Those are some really nice places to play. So I can't imagine a team not wanting to be encouraged to form a team, just have an opportunity to play at these great facilities. Well, Aaron, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and have a fantastic basketball season. 
Thank you. Have a great day, Brenda. Uh, God bless you, too. Again, that is Erin Cahill. She is the CYO Director of Basketball and Volleyball. I will be sure to add a link to the podcast of this interview where you can get right to the website Erin was talking about. You'll find the podcast at materdayradio.com and on the Hail Mary Media app. Well, if you enjoyed that interview, want to hear it again or perhaps share it with somebody who is going to be ready for that new CYO basketball, look no further than your cell phone and the Hail Mary media app. It's available in the Google Play or App Store, and it's got direct access to all of our locally produced shows. The podcast of that interview will be made into the interview will be you just heard will be made into a podcast, excuse me, and posted online for you to share, listen to again. Uh, there's also a growing prayer archive, the live stream of our broadcast our community calendar of events, and so much more. It's the Hail Mary Media app. It's free to download. It's ad-free as well. Just search Hail Mary Media in Google Play or the App Store, or, of course, find the details at our website, MontredayRadio.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with The Mother's Moment. The other day, I felt like I had to repeat myself a hundred times to my children, ranging from preschool to high school. Later, when I slowed down to reflect on the matter, I realized the problem wasn't that I wasn't communicating, it was that they weren't listening. Oftentimes in our personal faith life, we can be the one doing all the talking and spend very little time actually trying to hear the Lord in our daily life. Pope Francis stated that faith is linked to hearing since Abraham did not see God, but heard his voice. That is why we must be able to listen to God speak to us in a personal way. So as parents, we need to focus on this, that faith is linked to hearing. How are we listening? Do we set aside time to calm our busy thoughts and provide God an opportunity to touch our hearts? As mothers, let's create these moments for God to touch our heart so to give us the direction we need, for this will only come from us listening and not always speaking. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please let us listen to the voice of Christ daily. Amen. And may we be a light in this world by trying to listen to the Lord and not just always speaking. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com.
It is 726 right here at Matra Day Radio. Coming up in your news, in the study that's first of its kind, they uh, found that there was a rise in birth rates following the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So we're going to get into that in your news. And on TV, he plays Jesus, but in real life, he is a savior to many in need. Hmm. I'll have the story of Jonathan Rumi and a wonderful Catholic charity sponsorship program we can all involve ourselves in. I'll have that story for you in three minutes. Here is Ben Walther and a blaze. We are Brenda and Aaron on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that is Ben Walther with Ablaze. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, one day after canceling his trip to Dubai at the request of his doctors, Pope Francis appeared at his public Wednesday audience and shared with a raspy voice that he was still not feeling well as he recovers from the flu. 
Francis, who turns 87 in December, spoke softly in a microphone as he explained that an aide will read his speech coming up uh, because his voice is not good. The Pope could be heard breathing heavily as he stood to begin the jeweler audience in Vatican's Paul VI Hall this morning. Francis has influenza and inflammation of the respiratory tract, according to the Vatican's spokesman, Matteo Bruni, who said that doctors have asked the Pope not to make his scheduled trip to Dubai for the United Nations Convention on Climate Change. And at the end of his general audience, Francis spoke briefly, asking people to continue to pray for Israel and Palestine, where he expressed hope that the ceasefire will continue and that all hostages will be released. So, sounds like he's not getting worse, but maybe, you know, this is a lingering okay. flu. So, so, they confirmed that it was the flu. Boy, uh, just yeah. continued prayers, all of us, to keep the Holy Father yeah. uh, in our prayers and that he have a swift recovery. Mm-hmm. The Catholic Child Sponsorship Charity Unbound announced Tuesday that Jonathan Rumi, the actor who portrays Jesus in The Chosen TV series, has partnered with them to sponsor their one millionth child currently living in poverty. Rumi, a devout Catholic, was cast as Jesus in the Christian production hit TV series The Chosen in 2019. During a November visit to Unbound's headquarters, Rumi had a vis- virtual visit with a six-year-old girl from Rwanda, who Unbound says is the one millionth child to enter their program. Rumi first began sponsoring with Unbound in 2019, financially supporting and writing letters to a child in Tanzania. Now, based in Kansas, Unbound was founded in 1981 by Catholics as an agency focused on putting resources directly in the hands of the world's poor. Formerly the Christian Foundation for Children and Aging, the agency today uses a network of thousands of sponsors to deliver personalized support to children, elders, and their families living in poverty in Latin America, Asia, and Africa. Aaron, we have been part of Unbound, the good deacon oh, wow. and I, nice. we have, I think now, uh, our fourth or fifth child awesome. that we, we, we are connected with one and we correspond with them and support them yeah. through, through high school. Oh, that's fantastic. And then they find us another child. And so it's a really wonderful, wonderful yeah. program. That's great. Well, in a first study of its kind, researchers have found that there was a rise in births following the overturning of Roe versus Wade in the United States. Every state that banned abortion after the U.S. Supreme Court issued its Dobb versus Jackson Women's Health Organization decision in June of last year saw an increase in the number of babies born. Births to black and Hispanic Americans rose in particular, as did births to women in states such as Texas and Mississippi, where it was more difficult to travel to a nearby state that permitted abortions. The Institute of Labor Economics last week published a study by Daniel Dench, an economist at Georgia Tech University. And it found that between one-fifth and one-fourth of women living in states with bans who may have otherwise sought an abortion did not get one. Burrs increased an average of 2.3% in states with bans compared to states where abortion remained legal, and 14 states in the United States currently ban abortion. And it said that by, by comparing birth statistics excuse me, in states before and after the bans passed, researchers have estimated that laws allowed about a an increase of 32,000 births in the first six months of 2023 alone. So granted, that's an estimate, but that's quite a good start. 
A project to make the Burnside Bridge quake-proof is one step closer to reality. Multnomah County said they selected contracting company Burnside Bridge Partners to take on the project. According to the county, demolition and construction of the bridge is expected to start in 2027. Project managers tell local news it's important to get a quake-resistant bridge in place to provide an emergency route between the two sections of the city. Multnomah County explains the project will take about five years because crews will be working within limited time spans in the Willamette River, noting the bridge design itself quite complex. The county also hired an architect to improve the look of the complicated bridge design and formed a community design advisory group with about 21 members to make recommendations on how the bridge should look and feel. And they're also going to make sure to keep in mind the alternate routes that people are going to have to take Mm. who usually use that Burnside Bridge to get from one side of the river to the other. And in sports, Oregon State University announced Trent Bray as the new head coach for its football program on Tuesday, a whirlwind few days after the sudden departure of Beavers coach Donathan Smith. Bray has been with the Beavers defense coordinator for two and a half seasons. The 2024 season will mark his 10th as an Oregon State coach. A 2022 Broyles Award nominee for the nation's top assistant coach, Bray returned to Oregon State in 2018 as a linebacker's coach and was promoted to its defensive coordinator in November of 2021. Mm. So congratulations on that, and uh, hopefully it'll be a perfect fit uh, for this team. Sounds like it might be. Well, today's the feast of St. Saturninus. He was the Bishop of Toulouse, France, and martyred in the year 257. He went from Rome by the direction of Pope Fabian about the year 245 to preach the faith in Gaul, and uh, after some time he had started to gather quite a a fruitful harvest of different converts. In the year 250, uh, St. Saturnus fixed his Episcopal see at Toulouse, and he converted a great number of people by his preaching and miracles that followed his presence, essentially. Uh, this is really all the official account that we have until the time of his martyrdom. Now, the author of his, his martyrdom and some of his acts, which was written officially about 50 years after his death, relates that Saturninus was seized by the pagans and dragged into their temple when he refused to offer sacrifice to the pagan gods. Basically, they were incensed and tied his feet to a wild bull, which had been brought in to be sacrificed, the beast was driven from the temple, ran down the hill, dragging St. Saturninus behind him and inducing his martyrdom. Now, unfortunately, the bull was allowed to continue dragging the saint's body until the cord broke, in which his remains were left in a field outside the city until the devout uh, Christians who followed their bishop basically gathered up his remains and hid them until later, uh, after Constantine, when Christianity was made legal. Uh, Then after, uh, Silvius, the bishop of Toulouse, ordered that a church be built on the site over his, basically where his remains were hidden, and then after that, shortly, a much larger and currently still standing cathedral was built there in his honor in Toulouse. So, uh, St. Saturninus is bishop and martyr, whose feast day is today. Quite an—you have to kind of uh, read between the lines with some of these stories, because obviously it was written— uh, his acts was written after 
his martyrdom and, you know, there's embellishment that happens, but those are the facts that we can definitely speak to. Um, but I mean, it's quite a remarkable story in terms of some of the miracles that followed him. So definitely go take some time today to look up St. Saturninus. It's Saturn in us is how you would spell it out. Uh, so you couldn't say St. Saturninus? Probably not. I'm, no. <laughs> I'm, there wasn't a pronunciation guide when I was typing this up, but I'm pretty sure it's Saturninus is kind of a, okay. Satur- the way a Saint lot of those old Roman names were. So. St. Saturninus. Saturninus. Okay, that's a mouthful. It is, but he'll pray martyr, for us so anyway. We need it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. You know, we have been promoting this event for months now, and tomorrow it begins. It is the Healing the Whole Person Retreat at Our Lady of LaVeyne Catholic Church here in Happy Valley. Healing the Whole Person Retreat will be led by renowned speakers and authors, Dr. Bob Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidlin, and Bart Schutz. The uniquely engaging format helps participants to see and experience God's healing love through teaching, prayer, personal reflection, adoration, worship, and the sacraments. Sacred Heart in Medford, Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove, and Star of the Sea in Brookings will live stream the conference in English, and St. Alice Catholic Church in Springfield. Springfield will have a Spanish language live stream. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to our community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. You're also going to find on there information on the Grotto's Festival of Lights. Aaron, we've got tickets to give away. So right after we go into this break and into weather, we're going to mm-hmm. give another family oh, six-pack of tickets away to get you in to the Grotto's Festival of Lights. Stay with us. And then after that, Archbishop Sample is going to talk about Advent, which is beginning this Sunday. So stick around. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying the Memorare to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, almost chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help or sought your intercession were left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. 
located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Monsignor O'Connor is the director of the Office of Divine Worship here in the Archdiocese of Portland. When priests are ordained priests, they have another angel that is given to them to have their priesthood. So I have two compared to your one, Brenda. And knowing you, Brenda, you could do with two. I, I could do with one. <laughs> I think perhaps maybe there might be a backup from time to time. The Morning Blend, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on Mater Day Radio. It is 742 right here, and there's a plethora of angels in the uh. studio with us. Uh, <laughs> cool again this morning. Clouds gathering throughout the day and a high of 46 degrees. Cold again tonight, down to about 36. Rain should start early in your Thursday morning, sometime in the 3 to 4 a.m. hour, and it looks like the rain will stick with us all the way through the weekend. Currently, it is a very chilly 31 degrees at Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Salem. And it is 32 degrees at Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church in Lake Oswego. I don't know if it's better to go see the Festival of Lights when it's freezing colder or when it's warmer in uh, sprinkling and raining. But you will have your choice <laughs> if you call in. We have got a family pack of six tickets to give away this morning. So if you're thinking about heading out there, well, here's the phone number. We are going to take the third caller this morning. So caller number three will be the winner. The number to call is 888 888- Eight two three five two eight six. Once again, eight 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 two three five two eight six. We are going to take the third caller. They will be the winner. And now here's a portion of Archbishop Sample's show, Voice of the Shepherd, and he talks to us about Lent. Actually, it was a year ago during Advent that I'd asked the uh, the pastors, uh, the priests, to preach on the charisma just the basic gospel message, you know, of, of our salvation in Christ. And during this time of Eucharistic renewal, um, what I'm asking the priest to do this coming Advent is to preach a four-part series on the Most Holy Eucharist. Uh, you know, we, we, we live in a time where uh, there seems to be a lessening in, in faith in the Eucharist as Catholics understand it. Even among our own our own people, uh, don't seem to fully understand or believe uh, what it is the Church teaches about the Holy Eucharist and has taught about the Holy Eucharist. You know, for all of the centuries of her existence. Uh, but also, there's a, a falling off even in the practice of of the faith in terms of people coming to celebrate the Holy Eucharist in, in the Holy Mass. Um, I quite honestly think there's <laughs> some real casualness maybe, and I dare I say even sloppiness, even in our celebration of the Eucharist at times, that seems to diminish the dignity and the awesomeness uh, of this of this sacrament. So so I'm, I'm, I'm asking the priests that, okay, just as I asked you a year ago to preach on the kerygma, let's take it a step forward now. Let's, in this time of, of a renewal in our Eucharistic faith and practice, Let's talk about the Eucharist to our people. Let's get very serious and, and indeed catechetical about explaining uh, the gift of the Eucharist uh, to, to our people. So that's what I'm asking them to do. I, I've given them some ideas and make me talk about the, the, the themes 
that uh, I, I'm asking them perhaps to present. Uh, but that's the general idea. But yeah, the I, I'm leaving a lot of freedom, you know, for the priest to approach uh, the topic, you know, according to their own imagination and their own heart and, and what comes to them in prayer. But I basically have asked them to to touch on on four different points. <laughs> you know, there are four Sundays in, in Advent. They are these. Number one is. Uh, our faith in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Because this is where there seems to be some real uh, troubling evidence that that a lot of people, even in our own churches, do not fully grasp or understand or, dare I say, believe what the church believes about and teaches about the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. That Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, is truly substantially, really present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. It's not just a sign. It's not just a symbol, but it is, it is a reality of Christ's presence. And, and so I, I want the priests to really emphasize that point so that our people are unquestioning in terms of what we believe and teach about Christ's presence in the Eucharist. That's why we genuflect. You know, that's why we adore, uh, is because that is truly Christ present. And, you know, Advent is sort of a very logical, theologically connected time to do this, because what do we celebrate in Advent? We're, we're, we're getting ready for the coming of Christ, right? We're getting ready for his coming again in glory at the end of time, but we're also getting ready to remember his first coming as the babe of Bethlehem. You know, so the eternal word, the eternal son of God who is with the father from all eternity in a moment in time by the power of the Holy Spirit and the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit and the blessed Virgin Mary became incarnate, took flesh, was made flesh in the womb of his virgin mother. So the eternal word became present among us in human form with a human nature in the womb of his virgin mother. Well, that's what we're celebrating in the Eucharist again is that Christ becomes truly present. The same, this is what I emphasize, the same Jesus, the same son of God made man that lay in the, in the manger on the Christmas day is the same son of God who's truly present on the altar. And he's, he's in, it's in a different mode of presence but he is no less present in the Eucharist on the altar on Christmas Day than he was in the manger on, on, on the day of his birth in Bethlehem. So that's the first theme is, is to really hit hard the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. So there's no question. Mm-hmm. Second theme is on the Eucharistic sacrifice of the Mass. Th- that the Mass is a representation of the once-for-all sacrifice that Jesus offered on the altar of the cross. And, and I think this is, a, this is one that I know, because I've, 33 years as a priest, I've tested this time and time and time and time again, and how many people, many Catholics, simply do not understand what the Mass is. You know, I, quite honestly, i be honest with you, I grew up as a, as, a, as a young person in a very catechetically challenged time, shall we say. I just thought, you know, the Mass is sort of the representation of the, uh, the Last Supper, a memori- memorizing of the, or a memorial of the Last Supper where Jesus gave us his body and blood, right, so that we could eat it and consume uh, the Eucharist. Well, the Mass is so much more than that. And what I didn't realize is that 
No, what happens in every Mass is that the once-for-all sacrifice of Jesus on the cross is made truly present in the Eucharist. It's a Eucharistic sacrifice. It is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. The way Vatican II put it was that he, who once offered himself on the altar of the cross as priest and victim, now offers himself sacramentally and in an unbloody manner through the hands of the priest in the Eucharistic sacrifice of the altar. So people need to understand what the, what the Mass is and therefore the reverence with which we must approach the mystery. So that's the third point is how do we celebrate the Eucharist? I want, to, I want our priest to talk about that because I think if we understood really what's going on in the Mass and what the Mass really is, I think our, our celebrations of the Eucharist would be much, much more beautiful, much more dignified, much more reverent, much more prayerful. We get into this kind of casual, sloppy, I almost call it sometimes like the, uh, the priest is MC mode of, of being at the Mass. We're celebrating the most profound mysteries that have ever happened on the face of the earth, the sacrifice of God's life for us in the Eucharist. We're there at the foot of the cross. And so we should comport ourselves with reverence and awe. And, you know, this is something that St. John Paul II uh, talked about in his last encyclical letter that he wrote to the church, Ecclesia de Eucharistia, which was on the, the Holy Eucharist, that the church draws her life from the Eucharist. He talks about the amazement uh, of, the, of the disciples at the res- as the resurrected Christ. And, you know, he talks about how the disciples on the road to Emmaus were amazed and how they come to know him in the breaking of the bread. And John Paul said, I, you know, we need to, we need to uh, reawaken. I want to, he says, I wish to reawaken in the church this Eucharistic amazement. We should be amazed, truly amazed. Uh, think of the thing that we're, we've been most am- amazed at in the world today. Our amazement at the Eucharist should, should be that multiplied by a million. And that is our Archbishop Alexander Sample. That's a portion of his show, Voice of the Shepherd, hosted by Dana Marie Hale. That full episode aired last night, and you can catch that full episode podcast if you go to materdayradio.com or on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.52 here at Mater Day Radio. Coming up, we're going to check your weather and then Saint of the Day. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue number 72. I got an email last week from my friend Jeff Stickle, Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Stickle, telling me to pray for his son. 
he had received a mayday, mayday, mayday signal from his son who was sailing from the island of Oahu to the mainland. It's a treacherous trip. It's very difficult because you're going against the wind the whole time. And they were about a 1,000 miles from the coast of California when he got the signal. They had been hit by a rogue wave. The boat was sinking. Uh, he had the presence of mind to stay with that radio and call in the mayday. Jeff contacted the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard was able to find a merchant vessel that came alongside them and were able to take them on board. Now, the reason why that all happened is because Nathan, the reason why the rescue took place was because Nathan had the presence of mind and the skill to stay on that radio. He knew he was in trouble, and he called for help. And as, 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 he, uh, as the rescue took place, he was able to co- talk to the Coast Guard and who relayed it to the ship and then talk to the ship and help them locate them. And they rescued him and his two friends off that ship, off their sailboat, and then their sailboat sunk. So I'm challenging you to keep your radio on. When you find yourself in, 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 in a time of temptation, just pray. Say, say a Hail Mary. Ask Mary to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Uh, just pray and ask Jesus to come alongside you and rescue you. Keep your radio on. When you're, you know, when I miss uh, my morning prayer time, it affects my whole day. I can tell my my frequency isn't just quite as tuned as it, as it could be. Turn your radio on so the Lord can guide you and lead you through your life. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 7.56 on this Wednesday morning right here at Mater Day Radio. Coming up in your news, we've got an update on the Pope's health and a study on birth rates since the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And U.S. schools now have access to millions of free COVID tests, and they're encouraged to share them with everyone they can. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Each religious order recognized by the Catholic Church chooses a day to celebrate all of their saints in November, following All Saints Day on the 1st. Today, we celebrate the holy men and women of the Franciscan Order. These saints include popular names like St. Francis and Claire of Assisi, St. Maximilian Kolbe, and St. Anthony of Padua just to name a few. The order was officially founded in 1209 by St. Francis of Assisi. He led such a compelling way of life that he began attracting followers of his monastic lifestyle starting back in 1207. He lived a life of total poverty and supported the poor, sick, and orphaned. When his tiny home became too small for the community he had begun, a small neighboring Benedictine order in Subazo donated a small plot of land to their poor monks. Francis would take no such gift freely, so each year the small order would offer baskets of fish to the Benedictines in exchange for the kind deed. This small plot of land would be the foundation of the new order that would quickly spread throughout the world. At first, Pope Innocent III rejected the saint's proposal for a new charismatic order. The Pope 
couldn't see this being a successful or attractive order. Would anyone be drawn to a life of extreme poverty? Even at the time of the interview, there were only 11 followers. Francis humbly accepted the rejection and returned home to his fellow brothers. But through a dream Pope Innocent had of Francis holding up the Lateran Basilica, he quickly vetoed his rejection and soon recognized the order. With the approval, the Franciscan order was solidified in their validity of being in line with church teachings and as not to resemble a cult. Over the next few years, Francis constructed the rules of the order and had it ratified by Heronius III. And much to Pope Innocent's surprise, it took no time for the order to grow in size. Within the first 10 years, the order grew from a humble 11 to well over 5,000 friars. Obviously, the little plot of land wasn't big enough still. Francis was quoted to often share words of comfort with the order. Let your behavior in the world be such that everyone who sees or hears you may praise the Heavenly Father, he would say. Preach peace to all, but have it on your hearts still more than on your lips. Give no occasion of anger or scandal to any, but by all your gentleness lead all man to goodness, peace, and union. We are called to heal the wounded and recall the erring. Presently, there are hundreds of thousands of men and women in both main orders and suborders of the Franciscans. This includes orders like the Order of St. Clair for religious women, Capuchins, Conventuals, Observants, and Secular Franciscans. They all live a life proclaiming the mercy and love of God to those they encounter. Let us look to the lives of the Franciscan Order as a model for a life of service and total giving of ourselves to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. All you holy men and women of the Franciscan Order, pray for us. That is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to access our Advent resources and pray with Mater Dei Radio, download the free Hail Mary Media app. All the details are at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news of this hour, Pope Francis launched that appeal for the Holy Land at the end of his general audience on Wednesday morning. May we please continue to pray for the serious situation in Israel and Palestine, the Pope said. Peace, please, peace, he added. Now, calling for the temporary ceasefire to be extended, he noted that he had recently spoken by phone with Gaza's Catholic parish of the Holy Family. He said they don't have water, they don't have bread. Ordinary people are suffering, the people are suffering, he said. Hamas and Israel agreed to a 48-hour extension of the truce on a Monday, which is due to end at midnight on Wednesday without another extension. Both sides were expected to release more hostages and prisoners on Wednesday. Israel had said the truce could be extended if Hamas releases at least 10 hostages per day. And in a first study of its kind, researchers have found that there was a rise in birth weights, birth rates following the overturning of Roe versus Wade last year. Every state that banned abortion after the U.S. Supreme Court issued its Dobbs versus Jackson's women health decision saw an increase in the number of babies born. Births to black and Hispanic Americans rose in particular, as did births to women in states such as Texas and Mississippi, where it was more difficult to travel to nearby states that still permitted abortions. The Institute of Labor Economics last week published this study uh, by Daniel Dench, an economist at Georgia Tech University. It found that between one-fifth and one-fourth of women living in states with bans who may have otherwise sought an abortion did not get one. 
Birth rates increased an average of 2.3% in states with bans compared to states where abortion remained legal. 14 states currently ban abortion in the United States, and by comparing birth statistics Birth statistics in states before and after bans passed, <clears throat> excuse me, researchers have estimated that the laws have allowed for around 32,000 annual births, and that's based just on the first six months of this year. Well, schools across the U.S. will soon be able to order free rapid COVID-19 tests from the federal government. The administration's initiative will make available millions of tests for school districts as they enter the winter months time when COVID activity is expected to peak. Already, emergency department visits and wastewater data indicate that cases are climbing in the U.S. Now, schools can begin ordering tests in early December, the administration said. Now, while there have been some smaller efforts to distribute rapid tests to schools, this represents the first time that 19,000 school districts will have the ability to order tests directly from a federal stockpile. Schools will have the freedom to use the test however they see fit. And the Department of Health and Human Services are encouraging school districts to share them with students, staff, family members, and others in the community. And one day after canceling his trip to Dubai at the request of his doctors, Pope Francis appeared at his Public Wednesday audience and shared with a raspy voice that he was still not feeling well as he recovers from the flu. Now Francis turns 87 in December, and he spoke softly into a microphone as he explained that an aide would read his speech because his voice is not good. The Pope could be heard breathing heavily as he stood to begin the general audience in the Vatican's Paul VI Hall this morning. Francis has influenza and inflammation of the respiratory tract, according to the Vatican's spokesman Matteo Brunei, who said that doctors have asked the Pope not to make the trip to Dubai for the United Nations Convention on Climate Change this weekend. So he's not getting worse, but he's still kind of suffering hmm. a lingering lingering flu. So at 87 and with oh. partial lung removed, it's quite serious. The flu is serious for yeah. a person of his age, Absolutely. for sure. A federal jury last week upheld a Vancouver police sergeant's retaliation claim against the city of Vancouver after she raised concerns about gender discrimination when she was passed over for promotions. Sergeant Julie Ballou filed a lawsuit against the city and then Vancouver Police Chief James McElvain in January 2019 in U.S. District Court in Tacoma. Among other things, Ballou alleged that she was passed over for promotion to sergeant three times between June of 2018 and January of 2019 in favor of male colleagues who performed worse on her exams, which she said violated department practice. She also claimed that six internal investigations were initiated against her after she was considered for promotion to provide a basis for her disregard. She said that she had not been the subject of an internal investigation before June of 2018. The jury announced its verdict on November 22nd after 10 days of deliberation and found that the city violated Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and Washington's anti-discrimination law when it retaliated by denying Ballou a promotion in January of 2019. Because the jury found the city's denial of the promotion was retaliatory, it awarded her 5450 in non-economic damages court orders showed. 
And in sports, men's basketball, the Portland men's basketball team fell to Portland State Vikings 75-74 to on the road Tuesday on Ishmael Habib's buzzer-beating shot with 0.8 seconds left Ooh. on the clock. Tyler Robertson scored on three straight possessions to give Portland a 70-65 to lead with less than two minutes remaining. Then Habib sunk consecutive three-pointers. The Pilots returned to the Child Center to host the Wyoming Cowboys on Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. And then the Air Force Falcons on Sunday at 1. Well, today is the Feast of St. Saturninus, Bishop of Toulouse and Martyr. St. Saturninus was sent to uh, left Rome at the direction of Pope Fabian about the year 245 to preach the faith in Gaul. And in the year 250, he fixed his Episcopal see in Toulouse, what is now France. Fortunatus tells us that he converted a great number of idolaters and pagans by his preaching and the miracles that followed in his wake. This is all the account officially that we have of him until the time of his martyrdom. The author of his Acts, who wrote it about 50 years after his death, relates that St. Saturnus was seized by the pagans and dragged into their temple. Incensed at his refusal to offer uh, uh, you know, incense to the pagan gods, they tied his feet to a wild bull— which had been brought in to be sacrificed. The beast was driven from the temple and ran down the hill, dragging St. Saturninus behind him, completing his martyrdom. Unfortunately, the bull was allowed to continue dragging the saint's body until the cord broke, and what remained of the saint was left in the fields outside of the city until devout women laid the sacred remains of him onto a bier and hid them until years later when Hilary was bishop of Toulouse, and he built a small chapel over his predecessor's body. Then after that, Silvius, also Bishop of Toulouse, towards the end of the 4th century, began the construction of a cathedral in his honor. It was finished and then consecrated uh, in about the year 500, I believe, is what this says. Um, Then that's all that really remains of him. So his remains still are in the cathedral in Toulouse to this day, and uh, he was martyred in 257. So St. Saturninus, Saturn in us is how you spell his name. Pray for us. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday, it's December 1st, the new month mm-hmm. to begin, and that makes it also the first Friday. You can attend First Friday Holy Hour and Social Hour for Young Adults at St. Michael's Catholic Church beginning at 7 o'clock. Now, St. Michael's Young Adults invite others from all parishes for their monthly Holy Hour and Social Hour. The theme for this year's Holy Hours is based on the hymn Adore Te Devote. And the Holy Hour includes live music, a group rosary, and an invitation to respond to Christ's Eucharistic presence with sincere desire and petition. And remember, you can find many other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. While you're there, you can take a look at the happenings going on at the Grotto. They have got great concerts happening every single night. And congratulations to Audrey, parishioner at St. Joseph's Church in Vancouver. She is the winner of today's family pack of Grotto's Festival of Light tickets. Please tune in tomorrow. We've got more tickets to give away. And remember, the community calendar can be found at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers joins us coming up right after your forecast. Stick around. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. The Catholic Church dedicates the month of November to the Holy Souls in Purgatory. Join Mater Dei Radio as we unite with the communion of saints. We pray daily for the souls of all the faithful departed and for the intentions of the living through our broadcast of the celebration of the Holy Mass, the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and uplifting spiritual reflections. We also pray for your specific intentions on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. Our dedicated team of intercessors is ready to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or send your intention through MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us throughout November as we pray for the holy souls and your intentions. At Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8-12 right here at Mantra Day Radio. Cool again this morning. Clouds will gather throughout your day in a high of only about 46 degrees. Cold again tonight down to about 36, 35. And the rain starts early in your Thursday morning in the 3 to 4 a.m. hour. And it's looking like the rain will continue through your Friday, Saturday, and your Sunday. So if you've got something left in the yard, do it today. All right. I'll, I'll remind some people in my house to get that done. <laughs> Currently, it is 28 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. And it is 31 degrees at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. Racism has been that lightning rod topic in the past several years in America. It seems there is a never-ending pool of misinformation that is spread on the news and social media platforms. Deacon Harrelbrick Sivers takes an honest look at the issues and responds with an authentic answer. 
His new book is Building a Civilization of Love, a Catholic Response to Racism. And our good friend Deacon Harold Brooks-Sivers is joining me once again to share more about this powerful new book. Good morning, Deacon Harold. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, good morning, Brent. It's great to be with you. Deacon Harold, one of the best opportunities I had was to talk with you. It was during the pandemic. It was after the George Floyd death and then the the rioting and, and the protests. You know, we remember that summer here in the Portland area. It, it, it seemed like that was never going to settle down. Yet now there's so many people online and on TV ready to tell us that racism is the worst it has ever been in history. So let's start there. Is that true? Is this the worst it's ever been? Or are we just exposed to things now that we've never heard before? Well, here's the the issue. Um, You know, racism has always been here. Racism is going to continue to be here. Uh, You know, just like Jesus said, you're going to have the poor always going to be with you. (laughs) I think it's the same thing with racism. It's not any worse than it was. It's just a different iteration of it. Here's what I mean. Um, obviously, looking back uh, in the time of slavery, extreme racism, the post-bellum era with Jim Crow, extreme racism, even in, within the Catholic Church, which I bring out in the book. But what you know, what, and what was fascinating to me in researching the book was reading through Martin Luther King and understanding uh, why he was so successful. Think about it. During the time of Jim Crow, where there's segregation, you know, black uh, fountains that sit in the back of the bus, all this stuff. How was he able during that time, uh, you know, uh, to cut through the the barriers of liberal versus conservative, Democrat versus Republican, black versus white, all this kind of stuff? And he was able to bring people together. Why? Because his message was 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 rooted in the foundation of biblical principles and a natural moral law. Um, he he spoke the beauty of truth, and that attracted people. Um, and, and since he died. You know, we, we have a number of organizations and individuals today that are trying to uh, fill that gap, and, and it's not being done because they're not following Martin Luther King's approach. They're, they're, they're claiming racism, racism, but really there's a whole other agenda there which has nothing to do with race. Um, and, and, in fact, the, what's happening, things the racial divide is coming wider because instead of focusing on changing people, individuals, and changing hearts, they're trying to change structure and institutions. It's completely backwards. So instead of things getting better, there's the appearance that it's getting worse. Deacon Harold, in your response there, you you use the term natural moral law. Now, it is our faith in God and our recognition that there is such a thing as natural moral law. But when we're dealing with racism in a group of people who think, well, if I think it, it's okay. How do you even begin to change hearts and minds on racism if you really are not even on the same platform? Well, that's the thing. We have to return to the foundational principle. Martin Luther King says the way forward is love, right? First John four sixteen, God is love, and he who lives in love lives in God, and God lives in him. But it's not the love that the culture is trying to paint a picture of. It's not, you know, uh, redefining marriage, redefining gender. Love is love. We're using love as a slogan uh, to, to, to uh, put forward an agenda. It's, it's the agape type of love. It's the love that's self-giving, self-sacrificing love. It's a love that Jesus um, gave us from the cross. You know, it's a cross. It's, it's a love that dies to itself 
that always look at what's best for the other. Not not a self-centered love of the culture, but an other-centered love. Uh, and when you start to love like that, you begin to see people um, the way God sees them. So in Genesis 1, 27, it says we're made in the image and likeness of God. When you begin to see that image and likeness of God in the person standing in front of you, now you're able to appreciate all the other be- beautiful gifts, their race, their culture, um, that 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 uh, God has gifted them with, because those gifts become a gift to the church, and they also become a gift to you as, as a person interacting with them. That's what Martin Luther King understood, that's what Christ understood, and that's what we need to understand if we're really to make headway in breaking down walls of division when it comes to race. Deacon Harold preaching to us today about his new book, Building a Civilization of Love, A Catholic Response to Racism. It is now out by Ignatius Press. Okay, Deacon Harold, I I have to examine myself inwardly, especially if we're going to find this place of reconciliation and healing. But we seem to all have certain biases, maybe in part because of our own lived experience, and we all have difficulty looking beyond that. But is that the same as a racism or a prejudice that we see going around in today's world? Yeah, so what we have to do, Brenda, is make distinctions between prejudice and racism. Because if we don't make those distinctions, then we fall into emotional racism, where everything becomes racist, racist, racist. Here's what I mean. So prejudice is making a preconceived judgment about someone that's not based on any factual or objective or subjective knowledge or experience. So you see someone... And you automatically think, oh, this person's a certain way because they look like this. Those are prejudices. Racism is prejudice with the added piece. The reason why I'm saying this is that I believe my race is superior to your race. Mm. Uh, and so the, the classic example I give in the book is the guy who came up to me at a parish mission and said, oh, you went to Notre Dame. What position did you play? <laughs> you know, so okay. When, when you hear that, you think, that's racist, that's racist. No, it wasn't racist. It was prejudice. It was ignorant. Yes, it was prejudice, but it wasn't racist. Why? In order for that statement to be racist, he would have to have meant when he said it, the reason I just said that to you is I believe that people that look like you are not um, intelligent enough to get into a, a, an institution of that academic caliber. And the only way uh, a person of color can get to a school like that is through athletics. That would have been racist. But when he found out that I never played football, that I had academic scholarship, then he went, he back, oh, 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 sorry. You know, he apologized. He felt embarrassed. Um, and so what should have happened was he said, oh, you went to Notre Dame. What did you study? Because that's what he would have asked anybody else. Mm. So if, we, if we're not careful enough to make those distinctions, then everything falls into racism. It becomes this emotional thing. And then nothing ever gets done because we're looking through clouded lenses instead of making clear distinctions, we're able to see the image and likeness of God standing in the person of, in, in the person standing in front of us. Oh, you are listening to Deacon Harold Brooks Sivers joining us today to talk about his new book, Building a Civilization of Love. Deacon, this is a fascinating conversation and you have a lot to say about this. I am coming up against my break, but I do want to ask you about what our Catholic response should be in this very hot topic issue. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? Yes, absolutely. 
821 right here at Mater Dei Radio. Mater Dei Radio is an apostolate built on prayer. We started over 33 years ago with the initial goal of broadcasting the Holy Rosary and have grown ever since thanks to the prayers and support of listeners just like you. And we here at Mater Dei Radio want to not only pray with you, but for you as well. So if you have a special prayer intention you'd like us to pray for, just call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737 or go to our website, materdayradio.com, and right at the top of the page you'll see the banner, The Power of Prayer. Click there to submit your prayer request, and our team of dedicated prayer warriors will take up your intentions. You can also submit your prayer request on the Hail Mary Media app. It's free to download, and all the details are available at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Are you spiritually ready for Christmas? Advent is a time to prepare our hearts and minds for the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. But with so much going on in our lives, it can be hard to take advantage of the season and really prepare ourselves for the gift of Christmas. My name is Daniel Oberreiter, the lead singer of the Catholic band, The Thirsting. Along with St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church and pastor, Father Matt Libra, I want to personally invite you to attend three evenings of adoration, contemplation, and praise of the Blessed Sacrament, beginning Wednesday, December 6th, from 6 to 7 p.m. at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church, 2727 Northeast 54th Avenue in Portland. Confessions will also be heard each night. For more details, go to strosepdxparish.org. Come join us every Wednesday evening this Advent at St. Rose of Lima Parish and adore the Lord of the Universe, Jesus, our Savior. Advent, it only comes once a year. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. This is Alex Nelson, Stewardship and Development Officer of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. Archbishop Alexander Sample invites you to attend a special pilgrimage to Rome to visit the heart of the church and celebrate vocations to the priesthood and religious life. This 11-day pilgrimage from September 25th through October 5th, 2024, will include stops in Siena, Florence, Assisi, and Orvieto. Pilgrims will experience private guided tours and have the opportunity to visit magnificent churches, holy places, museums, and Roman ruins. Pilgrims will also get to attend the Diaconate Ordination of American Seminarians at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome with Archbishop Sample presiding, a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. For more information, visit our website, archdpdx.org slash rome, archdpdx.org slash rome. Thank you and God bless you. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 
for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 right here at Mater Day Radio. Coming up in your news, we've got a check-in with the Pope's health and some statistics on the birth rates after Roe versus Wade was overturned last year. And on TV, he may pretend to be Jesus, but in real life, Jonathan Rumi is giving to those in need the way Christ would expect him to. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in a news in three minutes. Here is Blanca with Echo. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Blanca with Echo. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, one day after canceling his trip to Dubai at the request of his doctors, Pope Francis appeared at his Wednesday audience and shared with a raspy voice that he was still not feeling well as he recovers from the flu. Francis turns 87 in December, and he spoke softly into a microphone as he explained that an aide will read his speech because his voice is not very good. The Pope could be heard breathing heavily as he stood to begin the general audience in the Vatican's Paul VI Hall this morning. Now, Francis has influenza and inflammation of the respiratory tract, according to Vatican spokesman Matteo Brunei, who said that the doctors have asked the Pope not to make his trip this weekend to Dubai for the United Nations Convention on Climate Change. And at the end of his general audience, Francis spoke briefly, asking people to continue to pray for Israel and Palestine, and he expressed hope that the ceasefire will continue and that all hostages will be released. The Catholic Child Sponsorship Charity Unbound announced Tuesday that Jonathan Rumi, the actor who portrays Jesus in the Chosen TV series, has partnered with them to support their one millionth child currently living in poverty. Rumi, a devout Catholic, was cast as Jesus in the Christian production hit TV series The Chosen in 2019. During a November visit to Unbound's headquarters, Rumi had a virtual visit with a six-year-old girl from Rwanda who Unbound says is the one millionth child to enter their program. Rumi first began sponsoring with Unbound in 2019, financially supporting and writing letters to a child in Tanzania. Based in Kansas, Unbound was founded in 1981 by Catholics as an agency focused on putting resources directly in the hands of the world's poor. Formerly the Christian Foundation for Children and Aging, the agency today uses a network of thousands of sponsors to deliver personalized support to children, elders, and their families living in poverty in Latin America, Asia, and Africa. And in a first study of its kind, research have found that there was a rise in births following the overturning of Roe v. Wade in the United States last year. Every state that banned abortion after the U.S. Supreme Court issued its Dobbs v. Jackson's Women's Health Organization decision saw an increase in the number of babies born. Births to black and Hispanic Americans rose in particular, as did births to women in states such as Texas and Mississippi, where it was more difficult to travel to a nearby state that permitted abortions. The Institute of Labor Economics issued this publish, published this study last week by Daniel Dench, an economist at Georgia Tech University. Now, it found that between one-fifth and one-fourth of women living in states with bans who may have otherwise sought an abortion did not get one. Births increased an average of 2.3% in states with bans compared to states where abortion remained legal. Now, 14 states currently still ban uh, abortion in the U.S. And by comparing birth statistics, Birth statistics in states before and after the bans passed, researchers estimate that the laws have allowed for about a 32,000 increase in births in the first six months of 2023 alone. A project to make the Burnside Bridge quake-proof is one step closer to reality. Multnomah County said they selected contracting company Burnside Bridge Partners to take on the project. Now, according to the county, demolition and construction of the bridge is expected to start in 2027. Project managers tell local news it is important to get a quake-resistant bridge in place to provide an emergency route between the two sections of the city. 
Multnomah County explains the project will take about five years because crews will be working within limited time spans in the Willamette River, noting the bridge design itself is complex. The county also hired an architect to improve the look of the complicated bridge design and formed a community design advisory group with about 21 members to make recommendations on how the bridge should look and feel. The U.S. Department of Justice this month signaled its support for an Oregon Episcopal Church in a legal dispute over a homeless meals program that the church has run for years. St. Timothy's Episcopal Church in Brookings has for years regularly provided meals for homeless people in the area for up to six days a week, but the city in 2021 ordered that it could only do so up to two days per week. The church subsequently sued the city over the order. And this week, the Department of Justice filed a statement in support of the church. The GOJ said in a press release that the city's new ordinance might run afoul of the Federal Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act. Now, that law, according to the DOJ, protects individuals, houses of worship, and other religious institutions from discrimination in zoning and landmarking laws. Bernie Lindley, the pastor at St. Timothy's Episcopal Church, told KGW8 that the meals program isn't like a hobby for us. This is a deeply held religious belief. We believe fervently that we need to feed people, that what we do for people who are on the margins is what we do for Christ himself. And so this isn't something we take lightly. So we'll have to see what the, the DOJ's leaning on the city of Brookings will tell for that story. And in sports, Oregon State University announced Trent Bray as the new head coach for its football program on Tuesday, a whirlwind few days after the sudden departure of Beavers coach Jonathan Smith. Bray had been the Beavers' defensive coordinator for two and a half seasons. The 2024 season will mark his 10th as an Oregon State coach. A 2022 Broyles Award nominee for the nation's top assistant coach, Bray returned to Oregon State in 2018 as linebacker's coach and was promoted to its defensive coordinator in November of 2021. Congratulations. Hopefully that's a positive step for I think it'll be fantastic for the team. Well, today is nine days from the day before the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that means that today is the day you start that novena. There are many ways to do the novena. There are multiple versions of novenas dedicated to Our Lady under her title of the Immaculate Conception. You can follow the prescribed prayers or do something simple as pray your rosary for that intention every day for the next nine days. Now, you can also follow along with Father Eric Anderson at the St. Stephen Catholic Church YouTube channel, where he will give a short reflection before leading prayers each day uh, for that novena. You can also check out the Hail Mary Media app under our Advent Resources tab, where you'll find the St. Andrew Christmas Novena, which starts tomorrow, among many other reflections, and good stuff for your Advent journey. No matter how you do it, today is a great day to start preparing to celebrate the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And on December 3rd, it is Sacred Heart St. Louis Parish Barbecue Chicken Dinner. Mm -hmm. This is a drive-through only event in Jervis. Dinner menu includes half a barbecue chicken, baked potato, coleslaw, roll, and dessert. The event will raise funds for the parish school and uh, for the parish itself. You can get the full dinner for $14, $8 for just chicken, and 
Courts of Coleslaw, too. So check out all the events. And if you are heading out to the grotto this evening, maybe want to take in the sights and sounds before rain comes back tomorrow, well, it would be a great night to do that. Coming up at 515 at St. Francis Catholic Middle School Choir, followed by University of Portland Bel Canto, then the University of Portland Singers, followed by VSAA Repertory Ensemble, and the Portland Chorus after that. And remember, you can find details on these and many other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. We're back with Deacon Harold Brick Sivers right after your weather. Stay with us. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. I just don't have the time. Reality or a convenient excuse? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. How often have we used the excuse that we simply don't have the time? We have at our total and complete disposal all the time it has pleased Almighty God to make. God is not making less time, so the reality is that when we say we do not have enough time, we are really saying that we have chosen to give priority to other things. Sometimes these priorities are important and imposed on us by other obligations, such as work and family. In that case, we may need to ask ourselves if we can give up something, however difficult that may be. Much of the time, however, we are simply choosing other ways to spend our time. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. If our priorities match our beliefs, we will always have enough time for the truly important things in life. Modern Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all-source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All Source Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for All Source Communications. Connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. It is 841 right here at Matra Day Radio. Cool and sunny this morning. You may still have to break out your credit card and scrape off some frost <laughs> off of that windshield. <laughs> Uh, clouds gathering throughout the day in a high of 46 degrees. It's the last dry day. Cold again tonight, down to about 36. And then the rain starts Thursday early in your morning, about 4 a.m. And the rain will continue Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you got something left in the yard, today's the day. All right. Currently, it is still very cold, 30 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And it is 32 degrees at St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh.
And I am back with the wonderful Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Deacon Harold was on with us recently for the Fall share He introduced to us at that time a book that was coming out. Well, it's available for you to get now. Building a Civilization of Love, a Catholic Response to Racism. It is beautifully covered and out by Ignatius Press. Deacon has stayed with us today to tell us more about it. Deacon, thanks so much for staying with us on the Morning Blend. No, thanks for having me. So we look at the racism as this black and white view. You either are or you're not. You're on my side. And if you're not on my side, well, you're one of them. So where as Catholics can we stand to bring healing and reconciliation? Because in this council culture we live in, it's extremely difficult to stand in a middle ground and find peace. Well, uh, I'll even go further than that. I'll, I'll say that we Catholics can lead the way in this issue of, uh, of bringing racial healing and division, not only within the Church, but with our country and in, in the world. Um, because, you know, sadly, we're, we're kind of always coming from behind, you know, when it comes to important issues of culture, um, redefinition of marriage and gender. You know, we, we, we don't really say much, and then when laws get passed or... Uh, judge uh, Supreme Court decisions get made, we get upset and we issue statements. It's too late then. What we need to do is get in front of this issue. With this issue of race, I think we can definitely do that. And so I outlined in the last part of the book ways that we can do that. Very simple, but very meaningful. One of them is, again, as I mentioned, seeing the image of, and likeness of God standing uh, uh, and the person standing in front of you. Because um, when you start to see someone with the eyes of faith, it changes your whole orientation toward that person. It breaks down walls of prejudice. You know, who did this so beautifully was Mother Teresa. You know, when she looked at those poor people that she worked with, had leprosy and pleurisy and AIDS and all these horrible diseases, she saw Jesus in that person, and that's the way we need to see each other. So I talk about that in the book. Then I talk about some practical things we can do, like at a parish level, potlucks. You know, having potlucks, we have different people of different races bringing their food because you learn so much about culture through the food. And you have certain you have people get up and give little testimonies about how uh, the struggle that they have living their faith in this country as a person of color and, and the struggle. And so that breaks down the walls of barriers. Now the other person can say, wait a minute. You know, I totally, you know, I have the same issue that you have trying to keep my kids Catholic in this culture today. You know, and so now it's not that person that goes to the, Hispanic mass or the Vietnamese mass or the African mass. That's my brother. That's my sister who's enduring the same challenges and struggles that I'm going through. You know, so again, you break down the wall and then putting images up in the church that represent the people that worship there. So, so if, if you're if, like Immaculate Heart, you know, we have St. Terry Tetequitha on mm. an icon screen. We have Our Lady Levang. We have St. Martin de Porres. So, so the, the, the church now, the, the images in the church look like the people who worship there. Those are just a couple of things that I mentioned in the book. Deacon Harold, you also do not shy away at tackling some big issues, too, of critical race theory, of liberation theology, even the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you feel like, as an African-American man who's writing about these things, that you're not denying a part of who you are in order to be the Catholic who God wants you to be? Well, the reason I've been mentioning those in the book is, again, it's a Catholic response to racism. And there are certain corners and elements of the Church that have been bringing in these three ideologies 
it, which they say as a way to help uh, ameliorate the effects of racism. And so I said, you know what? And people have been like criticizing and you hear all this, uh, you know, you hear all this rancor and, and, and a lot of division and triumphalism and polemics with regard to these three. And I said, you know what? Look, let me take a look objectively. Let, let, let me see what the people have to say for themselves, not what this political pundit says or this commentator says. What do the people that actually develop these theories, what do they have to say? And maybe there's something here. I went optimistically looking at this, Brenda. Maybe there's something here that we can actually use to, to help bring racial healing and division. So I looked at each one individually. I looked at critical race theory. I bought the books of Derek Bell and Janine Stefanik and Kimberly Crenshaw and uh, Richard Delgado, and I said, okay, let me see what they have to say for themselves. Again, looking at it through the lens of race as a way that we as Catholics can help move forward. And, and what I found is that it actually makes things worse, and the same is true with liberation theology and the Black Lives Matter movement. Nothing wrong with the words Black Lives Matter, nothing wrong with the words at all, but the, the organization is definitely prom- problematic. In fact, um, if you look at their own statements, most of what they're, they're promoting has nothing to do with race. It's, it's an agenda to destroy the nuclear family. And instead of just trying to be politically correct and not saying anything, you know, and a lot of people that, not, that are not people of color are afraid to talk, take them on because they're going to be perceived as racist, I don't have that problem. So, I can, I can, again, I can look at it objectively, looking at it through the lens of the Catholic faith, and say, is there something here that we can use to help bring people together, but it's, it's based on this kind of Marxist foundation of conflict, tension, and struggle in order to produce change. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's not the Catholic faith. On the back of your book, Deacon Herald, it says the biblical world and the church are far older than present political realities or theories. Racism will be conquered by a true embrace of Catholic teaching as beautifully set forth in this work that written by your good friend, Monsignor Charles Pope. So the question is, Deacon, and we talked about this in our first half hour, racism is a part of our human existence. We are fallen people. We are not in heaven yet. You know, praise God for that time that we can all reunite. So if it's been here all along, why make the effort to try to change it? Because it seems like it's not ever going to be perfect on this side of the veil. No, that's, that's a great question. Because you could ask to say the same thing about the poor. Why deal with all these things with the poor and the homeless? Because they're all, Jesus, even Jesus said they're always going to be here. So why even bother? Well, we are people of faith. We are people of hope. We are people who are the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ in our world today. You know, and so we have to continue that work to move forward, built in the hope that, again, not relying on human strength. See, that's the problem. People mm-hmm. are relying on human strength, human ingenuity, human intelligence, political um, strategies, governmental intervention, none of that's going to work because it's not founded in Jesus. So as long as we can continue to put one foot in front of the other, just like Jesus put one foot in front of the other on his way to the cross, which brings salvation, we live in the hope that if we live out the Beatitudes, if we live out the teachings of Jesus Christ, we can bring hope to others and, and, and bring as many people to the Father, to the heart of Jesus, as humanly possible. And that's why we strive to overcome the evils of sin in the world so we can show people Jesus. 
Uh, amen to that. Deacon Harold, thank you so much for that. It is a fabulous book. And thank you for this real and honest look. I can't let you go with just a moment left. Uh, what do you got coming up in your busy schedule? Well, I'm going to be speaking at the Good News Conference in Orlando. That's Bishop Barron's conference. He invited me to come. And I'm going to be speaking with like Tim Tebow and Jordan Peterson and Immaculate Illabagiza and um, Peter Crave. So I'm lo- looking forward to that. And then I go to the Diocese of Rockville Center, New York, where the bishop there has asked me to participate um, with him in a uh, Black uh, Catholic um, history event. I'll be speaking there and then coming back home for Thanksgiving. Oh, well, fantastic. Well, safe travels to you, Deacon. And uh, we look forward to the next time you get to join us on the Morning Blend. Yeah, thank you, Brenda. Great to be with you. And great to be with you. Again, of course, you know that voice. It is Deacon Harold Brick Sivers. His book is Building a Civilization of Love, a Catholic Response to Racism out by Ignatius Press. I will be sure to add a link that'll get you right to Ignatius Press. You can purchase a copy for yourself. You can also go to any one of our great Catholic bookstores here in the Portland and Vancouver area. You'll find links to his book on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. It is 8.51 right here at Monterey Radio. Do you want to get more connected to the local Catholic community? Well, look no further than Monterey Radio's community calendar. It's available on the Hail Mary media app and on our website, materdayradio.com, and it's chock full of great Catholic events around Western Oregon and Southwest Washington. You can find yourself some Jervis chicken or see what's going on down at the grotto, maybe an adoration times, first Friday mass, much, much more. Our office manager, Deb, scours the parish bulletins far and wide and regularly keeps it updated. Also, if you have an event you'd like us to, to advertise, please send it our way. It's Monterey Radio's community calendar. You can find it on the Hail Mary Media app and, of course, MontereyRadio.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. 
Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Monterey Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.54 right here at Mater Day Radio. Cool and sunny this morning with clouds gathering throughout the day and a high 46 degrees. Cold again tonight, down to about 36, and then the rain starts early on your Thursday about 3 a.m. Looks like it will continue to rain all the way through your weekend, so uh, if you got something left to do in the yard... Today's the day. It is 34 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, it is I Am They, No Impossible With You. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Right now I'm staring down a giant. Right now I can't see past my pain.
That is No Impossible With You by I Am They. It's 8.59 right here at Monterey Radio. Oh, and that is going to wrap it up for us this Wednesday morning. Aaron, uh, I think with the sun coming out now, even though it looks warm, you still might be scraping uh, yeah. some more ice off of your windshield, although not as much, uh, hopefully, in the coming days. Hopefully you got a real ice scraper and not having to use a credit card. Yeah, don't don't use a credit card. Unless it's a and really old one. Old like one. You're getting rid of it. That's right. right. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is Wednesday. That means Mary Marston will be blazing the trail this evening. Of course, we've got great Catholic broadcasting. Until then, we hope you all have a very blessed day.